Rio Rancho Radio 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Pete Quail Realty in Rio Rancho. It really is a little bit past 8 o'clock because we set the clocks back to standard time last night. And it is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our mayor, Greg Hall. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek. And it has been it's been a great week out there this past week. We've got a lot of exciting things going on in the city of Rio Rancho. And I know we're going to hit the state of the city today. And yeah. we've always done that here on this show. And it's been garnering a lot of attention, more attention than in the past. So I want to encourage people that before we play this, I want to remind everybody that these state of the city videos are on the city's website. And I would encourage you to go back and look at the last five of them. And we've talked about them every year right here on KDSK. And so we're seeing a lot of media attention for some reason this year. And a lot of the news agencies have been picking up on this. And so I'm sure that you've seen these clips and everything played on some of the different stations. But, you know, we like to play it right here for the listeners of KDSK. And then once again, we'll have it on the podcast. But when we get done with this, I know you've got a few questions. And from there, uh, we also want to make sure we cover all the things that are happening. Like we had a groundbreaking and we put, you probably noticed some new banners hanging out on 528. And I, I did. I know we've talked about that, yeah. but there they are. And I think too, before we play this, I think the, the recognition is people are starting to notice, I hate to put it this way, but we're kind of a diamond in the rough with all the problems other communities are having in New Mexico. There's Rio Rancho sitting up here on this hill. And although, I mean, there are some problems, but nothing near like some other communities are having. Right. And, and we've continually, as I've always pointed out in the State of the City Address, and I give credit to the voters because not only did the voters reelect me 70% of the vote, they also overwhelmingly approved all of the tools that I asked for to get this job done. So back in 2016, we started the road bond. And that started off with, uh, I think, about a 62% approval. But when everybody saw what we were doing with the money, that quickly jumped to a 78% approval. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we've enjoyed 76, 77, 78% approval on the road bond ever since. And then in 2018, I ran for my second term of office. And at the same time, I carried a public safety bond, which a lot of people will say you're running for re-election and you're also asking for essentially a tax increase. Mm -hmm. But what we were asking for was money so that we could appropriately equip our police and fire and our dispatch and all of these individuals that respond to our emergencies on a day-to-day -day basis. And we needed to make sure that we give them the equipment and the ability to respond to the emergencies that happen on a day-to-day -day basis here in the city of Rio Rancho. So if you watch the video, and I know this is the radio, so you're going to hear the, the voice track the of audio this, track, the yes. audio track, right? But if you want to see the video track, it is at the city's website, rrnm.gov. And that's, you know, the acronym for Rio Rancho, New Mexico.gov. So rrnm.gov. And you can just put in the state of the city. The link's right on the front page right now. So you can just go click on it and see it. We're going to be presenting this as we do. We're going to be presenting it to the various different civic groups throughout the city. We'll be presenting it at uh, Kiwanis, Rotary, Civitan. We'll be giving it at NAOP. Uh, we do that annually for NAOP. Yeah. And it's not just you standing there. It's a fully produced video. Right. So, yeah. It's, it's about, what, seven minutes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's about seven minutes. The longest one we've ever done is nine minutes. 
And we did that one through the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So this one's seven minutes. It gives a good update on all the different things that are going on. And I know there's a few questions of, hey, what's this? What's that? And how the, how's this going? And et cetera. But we want to make sure that we're trying to get the information out there because, you know, amazingly enough, people are saying, well, wow, you know, this, this state of the city, we've never seen this before. But you know, Derek, that we've been doing this every year since I've been in office. It oh, is, yeah. And it's actually what people also probably don't know is, It is a requirement in the charter that I provide a state of the city annually to the governing body and the citizens of Rio Rancho. So this is an actual charter requirement. Now, it doesn't say in the charter how it's supposed to be produced or how it's been given. I heard one time that there was a mayor in the past that forgot that he had to give a state of the city. So he handed the city council some notes on a napkin and said, Here's the state of the city, and it basically said it's all good. It's all, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so well, so well, you, we go to a little more yeah, trouble than that. But you, you could put it in a document, but it's nice that you make a video out of it because it's easier for the public to see it. Correct. And we point out the fact that the the citizens have given me the tools to be successful. So once again, in 2018, the public safety bond that was approved in the 70 percentile range. And then this past election, we asked for the quality of life bond, which passed is 65%, 60, 66%. And these are the things that are helping us accomplishing. So the road bond, this has helped us replace over 32 major road segments in the city over the last six years. Okay. We have like another 10 queued up for the next two years before we ask for the road bond again. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of roads. We've talked about them right here. We gave a comprehensive road update right here on this show just a matter of weeks ago. And you can go out and actually listen to that on my podcast, Greg Hull, Mayor of Rio Rancho on Spotify. We put all these shows right up on Spotify. So we'll check the numbers today and see how many people have listened to that roads update, because actually that got quite a bit of attention. We had a lot of people listen to that. And I'm hoping that people will go grab those links and share them out on their social media platforms so people can see those links and listen to these shows, because this is where we get the information out. KDSK is Real Rancho Radio, and we do this once a week because, Derek, you've always been committed to it, and I've been committed to doing these radio shows on a weekly basis to make sure that we're getting this information out to the citizens of Rio Rancho. And it's that communication factor that builds trust. We've gone over so many different different things, but here we go. We've got the state of the city. So why don't we go ahead and play that and then we'll come back, answer any questions you have, and then talk about some of the other things that have happened in the city since the state of the city has been released because it hasn't slowed down. Hello, I'm Greg Hull, mayor of Rio Rancho. It's a privilege to give my annual state of the city report to the city council and the citizens of Rio Rancho. I'm proud to say the investments we're making in local government personnel, facilities, quality of life, public safety resources, and infrastructure will help keep Rio Rancho moving in the right direction for years to come. By the city acquiring and remodeling this existing space at Plaza at Enchanted Hills, the hub will serve as public recreation space with two indoor sport courts as well as a branch library. The hub will open in 2023. Our community enjoys high levels of public safety due largely to prioritizing public safety resources and receiving exceptional community support. New public safety vehicles and equipment continue to be purchased and facility improvements continue to be addressed. 
thanks to 72% voter approval of the public safety bond question this past March. For example, in Mariposa, the process of refurbishing, equipping, and opening the dormant fire station is underway. To meet the demands of our growing population, we also continue to add new public safety positions and a new collective bargaining agreement for police and emergency dispatchers provides substantial pay increases. This will help retain public safety personnel while also attracting new applicants. Over the past several years, more than 30 major road projects have been completed and 80 miles of neighborhood streets like this one have been improved. Funding to address our major roadways and our residential streets will continue to be a priority. In the coming year, 20 additional miles of crack patching and sealing will take place in our neighborhoods. For those streets requiring more than crack patch and sealing, a new phased road improvement program will be launched in the coming year. Work on roads such as Riverside Drive, Pine Tree Road in front of the Rio Rancho Post Office, and King Boulevard will be undertaken. And thanks to 76% voter approval of the road bond question this past March, streets like this one, 19th Avenue, will see major reconstruction and utility work. We're seeing new construction of all types throughout our community. In 2021, 1,054 new single-family home permits were issued, which is the highest number of home permits since 2007. Plus, new businesses and job creation are on the rise. For example, expansion at Intel is creating new jobs. And existing homegrown small businesses, such as Deluxe Design, are adding jobs, thanks to the support of state, county, and city incentives. Exciting development here in the Unser Gateway area is underway, highlighted by the groundbreaking of the village, a 65-acre mixed-use project. First to open in the village will be a new grocery store called Market Street, an upscale concept by Albertsons that will open in 2023. This past March, the city asked voters to support a new bond for quality of life projects, which saw 67% voter approval. This new funding source will help maintain libraries and parks, such as this one, located in the River's Edge subdivision. Bringing our community together in new and different ways has long been a focus of this administration. A new fall festival event was introduced, and based on its popularity, it will definitely become an annual tradition. A world-class traveling exhibit on display at Loma Colorado Library, Americans and the Holocaust, attracted and informed community members of all ages. More educational exhibits such as this are planned. The city's Winterfest event was reimagined and expanded, including the addition of a new community holiday tree in celebration. And this past year saw Rio Rancho's inaugural Juneteenth Freedom Day at Campus Park. In addition, we've made great strides in improving existing quality of life facilities. For example, these basketball courts and tennis courts here at Haynes Park have recently been resurfaced or replaced. The city's many successful services and projects are only made possible through sound financial planning and decision making. A clear example of this is the city's independently determined bond ratings, which assess an organization's financial well-being and policies. I am proud to say that Rio Rancho's bond ratings have been upgraded. And thanks to 62% voter support last March, a new permanent fund has been established, 
with a one-time investment that will grow over time. This growth fund will provide reoccurring resources to fund our public services with no tax or fee increase. The next year will be exciting as the city develops a new five-year strategic plan that will guide future decisions and priorities. Our award-winning Campus Park is an example of a project that originated from the city's current strategic planning document. I look forward to continue working with the city council, city staff, and citizens to ensure Rio Rancho's future is bright and that we retain our national ranking as a best place to live and work. Thank you and God bless. That is the state of the city. And again, you can look at that on the city's website. You can see the mayor's smiling face there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, my uh, and my squinting eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's a lot. We had to drive around all those different places that you're talking about where they sh and they shoot you in video in those places. Yes, you're not just and, saying, here's Enchanted Hills, you're there. Right. And, and in order to frame the shot, they have to have me looking into the sun. Of course. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, uh, so a little background on the video. It, it usually takes four to five hours to shoot that. And we travel all over Rio Rancho obviously and we get started about seven in the morning and then we usually wrap up around noon one o'clock if you will and uh it's interesting because uh, as you'll notice if you watch the video i have to memorize those lines yeah you're not reading i, I don't have cue cards no, no teleprompter no teleprompter you know because <laughs> you're out on the street obviously. well yeah, yeah. And you're walking down the street right. and a lot of those scenes are shot while i'm walking and talking right So, how many takes does it take you to <laughs> you know surprisingly enough if i get it on the first or second take that's that yeah. i can i normally get it done in one or two takes but boy, if I mess up or something three times in a row, it'll take 15 takes no. for me to get it right again. Yeah. So once you start the, oops, whoops, whoops, I'm sure they're, one day they'll dig all this out and do blooper reels <laughs> of me, uh, you know, messing up the shots. I know there's a shot of me at the police department with Deputy Chief Rodriguez walking behind me. And I think I made him walk behind me like 26 times. Oh. <laughs> He's a good sport. Yeah, he was a good sport. But uh, yeah, I just kept messing up the line. And I was wishing I had cue cards at that point yeah. in time. I was never groomed as an actor, so I do the best I can, right? Yes. While on camera. But I think what also makes it easy, Derek, is everything that I'm saying in these videos is factual and true. And I know... In today's world with a lot of politicians, you don't know if they're saying things that are true, things that are real, things that are actually happening. And the nice thing about this is I can actually take you to the roads that I'm pointing. I'm, I'm talking about you, yeah. show it to you. This is where your money went. In the video, you see a line of police cars coming down. I can show you the police vehicles that we bought. In the video, you've seen the fire trucks. I can take you and show you the fire trucks that your money has purchased. And that's why in the video, I give a lot of credit to the voters for giving me the tools that I need to be successful for the city of Rio Rancho. The number one thing that I try to build on constantly, constantly, constantly is trust. And whether that's sitting down and having a cup of coffee with a citizen like I did this week, I had at least four or five different meetings with citizens where I just went to coffee with them. I'll have a 7 a.m., 8 a.m. coffee meeting with uh, somebody that just wants to come and talk about, well, once again, roads or they want to talk about weeds or they want to talk about illegal dumping or they want to talk about the different things that are really affecting our city. But think about that, Derek, when you watch the state of the city and you see the things that we're talking about, those are the things that are important to the citizens of Rio Rancho, okay? Roads, 
making the city look good as much as we can. And we've always talked about the fact that we do this on a much lower budget per capita than any other city. Okay. And we're achieving these goals without going just off the rails spending money, right? We're very fiscally prudent about the money that we spend. We want to make sure we're getting the best value for the dollar. All of the road projects that we've done since I've been in office, with the exception of one, have come in on time and under budget. And the one that didn't come in on time, it did come in on budget. So it just went a lot longer than was expected and really was uh, a supply chain issue that you know was caused by the pandemic. So these are some of the things that end up happening. They're out so of your control. They're, they're a little out of my control, absolutely. But it isn't because everybody isn't trying their best to make sure that we're getting this stuff done. And when you think about it, the big problems that we're seeing now are going into the like the residential areas where we're doing the crack patch and crack seal, which we talked about this in the State of the City video. We talked about that and what we're doing in that area. And that's been a slow, ongoing process that unfortunately it just takes time and money and employees to get that work done and so it is a long process the video starts you talking about public safety and it's very good here in rio rancho i guess it's all priorities compared to other cities you have a high priority for public safety we have the right amount of police officers for our population i know you want some more but for now we're pretty much there Yeah, we're going to continue to work on adding police officer positions and firefighter positions as we continue to grow. We got to a place where I think when I first took office, we had like 135 sworn officers. Okay. And that had been that way for a long time, but we just didn't have the money to start adding positions. And the first priority was not necessarily adding positions, but making sure that we were keeping the police officers that we had by getting their salaries into a competitive place. And that was a real problem because we also didn't have the money to give them the raises that we really felt were necessary. Now, as we've worked through that over the years and we've tried to manage money, we've made sure that the law enforcement and public safety Police fire have gotten pay increases almost every year that I've been in office and substantial adjustments to try to bring them into the right pay bands uh, to make sure that we're retaining and keeping our officers because we want to make sure that we're retaining a great police force and then equipping them with the right vehicles and the right equipment. Now, you remember over the years and we've had citizens that have said, oh, that can't be true. You know, that's not really what's going to happen here. We do the citizen survey every year. Mm-hmm. And the citizen survey tells us this is the percentage of people that are going to support this. And those citizen surveys almost always come in line within a couple of points of where the actual polls come in. When we question these things on the citizen surveys. And then we have an election. Then we have an election. And it matches. It matches. So we know the questions we're asking are the priorities of the citizens. When we go to the ballot and we ask for something, we know that it's a priority that the citizens have said, this is a priority. Please, let's figure out something and deal with this. And so that's how we do it. That and when I took office, as you'll remember, not a single road was being fixed in the city of Rio Rancho. But if you go out to the city's website and look at all the roads, there's maps of the roads that we fixed or rebuilt. As I said, there's 32 major road projects that have been done. And when I'm quoting those, I'm really pointing to 
Rockaway, Sunt, Meadowlark, Southern Boulevard. I'm pointing to Unser, Southern Boulevard on the east side and then Southern Boulevard on the west side. I'm talking Rainbow Boulevard. I'm talking Montreal Loop. I'm talking Santa Fe Hills. I'm talking Abrazo that got redone from Unser all the way down to Chessman. And I can go on go and on and on. Go back to High Resort and Sarah. Some of the yeah, first High Resort and Sarah, exactly. These were all done with the road bonds. So anybody that lives in Rio Rancho has seen where their bond dollars have been going, right? I noticed the difference here is uh, as I drive around, you know, I go places in Rio Rancho and I'll see police cars patrolling. And I think that's the difference. We have enough police officers and equipment for them to patrol. They're not constantly just answering calls. I pulled out after dinner to come back here and do the weather. And there's a police car driving up my street, yeah. which I was happy to see, by right. the way. <laughs> right. But if you're a city that doesn't have enough officers, the officers you have are always on calls. They don't have time to just drive around and look and see who is that walking across that lawn over there? Does he live there or what? Right. You know? And so by patrolling, they get to know the neighborhood. They yes. know what cars are regularly in front of houses and what cars are not. Right. Just things and, like that. And and I can't say enough about our uh, Rear Rancho police officers. They do an amazing job. They're an incredible group of individuals, and they are committed to keeping Rear Rancho as safe as they possibly can keep it. And one of the things that I do is I let them do their job. And that's my job is to give them the tools that they need to do their job. And that's our job as a community to give them the tools that they need to do their job. That's our job. If we want them to protect us, we have to give them the tools that they need to protect us. And I think we do a good job with that. The police department, in my opinion, has never been stronger and the the fire department is continuing to grow. And as I said, as we started talking about this, as the city continues to grow, I will continue to advocate for additional positions as we continue on. I would like to see over the next, uh, before the end of my next term, which is three and a half years at this point, I'd like to see us get up to 150 sworn officers, which would be another 10 positions. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, that's a budget driven thing. I don't know that that's going to be happen, but I've made that very public that that's my goal. Go from 135 to 150 and get there. But those those are priorities that you and the city council choose and the citizens (laughs) apparently back you because uh, you could decide to put that money that you'd use for those salaries into something else, but you like having, and the citizens like having a safe city. Absolutely. And we'll continue to work hard to keep it that way. It's funny when I talk to somebody on the phone, sometimes they actually, I think they actually don't believe I actually live here. Um, (laughs) I know you live in Cabazon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they talked to me and, and I talked to a citizen this past week and he was just so grateful that I called him back on what was a pretty nominal item. He was concerned about the roundabout at Northern Meadows and said, mm-hmm. I'm really worried about that. And I said, well, I don't think there's a lot to be worried about. I think it'll be okay. Roundabouts are a little awkward at first, but once you get them figured out, they do move the traffic. And so we had a nice long conversation about that. And when we got off the phone, he was like, I just want to say, when I sent you that message on Facebook, I really didn't expect you were going to actually call me back. And yeah, be careful what you ask for. Yeah, right? right. That's because I do. I'll, I will reach out and uh, try to call you back if it's something that I feel that needs my immediate attention or at least just needs an answer. Right. So those are the things that we do. If we did mention 80 miles of residential streets that we had. Yeah, I wanted uh, to clarify on. that. So we're not repaving 80 miles of no. streets. Right. Yeah. And I know that uh, you had queued up on that a little bit. And I said, hey, yeah, uh, let me explain that. So that's 80 miles of street that we've done crack patch on. 
Okay, and crack patches where where there's a crack in the street, the clunkety clunk, clunkety clunk. Right. That's in every neighborhood. So if we're sliding down the hill. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, a thousand yeah. years we'll be in the river, right? Well, we'll see. <laughs> every street in the city has these cracks in it, yeah. and whether it's Cabazon, Loma, Colorado, Rivers Edge One, Two, and Three, Enchanted Hills, uh, Mariposa, Northern Meadows. All of the neighborhoods have these cracks in the street issues. And over the years, the, the streets have been built in different ways. So there are areas like the original Unit 16, where that's the old Rio Rancho States, right. that those are some of the oldest streets in the city right there, but they don't have the same compaction requirements that we have today. So those were some of the early on streets. Some of those you cannot crack patch because there's nothing under them but dirt. Yeah. So Well, and that's what happened in my neighborhood. They've been fixed before, but as you said, we're continuously moving, and so they've spread again. Right. To the continuously moving thing, yes, we're a city, and I remind people we're a... We're on sand. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're on sand, but we're also on a planet hurling through space, yes. running at 24,000 <laughs> miles per hour around a flaming gas ball, right? So, yeah. So Things change. So, things yeah. change. We have earthquakes. We, yes, we have weather and all these things. All these things are going to happen. These are natural phenomena. There's snow. All these things play a role in how things happen and get fixed and how the priorities go. So, that being said... It's 80 miles of streets that we've gone in and done this crack patch on. And that's where we cut the crack back by, I don't know, 18 inches, 16, 18 inches, somewhere in there. They recompact underneath there. They try to fix the crack in the base course or in mm -hmm. the substrate and then put the asphalt back on top of it. And hopefully that's going to hold up for a, a little while until we can get to a place, Derek, where we can figure out where we're going to get the money to repave 400 miles of residential streets. Cause yeah. that's, that's what we're dealing with is we got 400 miles of residential streets throughout the city, which as we've talked about on this show, if you replace the water lines and everything and do the streets and do all the infrastructure, it's well over a billion dollar issue. And uh, it's just going to take a while to get through it. Well, and on my street, I noticed the asphalt between the cracks is okay. It's just right. the cracks. Right. Yeah. So. And yeah, exactly. So from one crack to the other, there's 80 feet of asphalt that's perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you hate to, you hate to peel so that up. Really yeah. You know, I'm a guy that saves stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, I pointed that out. I said, it's, it's really hard because in order to actually redo all this, you got to peel all that up. The nice thing is, is with a lot of that asphalt, with the way they do it to these days, when we take it all up, we can actually take it out revitalize right, it, grind re it rejuvenate down, yeah. it and turn it back into asphalt and use it again so there is that savings on that side from where we recycle it so that's what the 80 miles is about that's 80 miles of residential streets that we have done crack patch on but not 80 miles of paving right also the other thing caught my attention was a thousand fifty four new homes in rio rancho now the city doesn't build the homes no we do not no but Nor do we build the grocery stores. Right. <laughs> but somebody wants to build homes here, 1,054 homes. Yes. So these are companies that build houses. Yes. The Polte comes to mind and yes. so there's others. You've made this a place where people can make a profit building homes. Correct. Here, and people want to buy those homes to live in. Rio well, Rio. what's really happened is that based on the community and where we're at, it's a highly desirable community for people to live in. Public safety being one of the issues, great school district being the other things that people point to. In our recent surveys, 92% of the people feel safe in the community. 
And that's huge. That's huge. You don't usually see 92. If you get over 70, you're doing good. Right, right. 92% of the people surveyed say they feel safe in the community. And we've actually seen diminishing crime numbers. I know I got a post from somebody on Facebook saying uh, crime is creeping in and stuff like that. And there's varying different levels of the different types of crime. So some are up, some are down. But in total, the total number of crime occurrences in Rio Rancho has actually been dropping over the last six years as the population grows. So that's pretty amazing that that's happening. But that's a lot of diligence from the citizens and, and other reasons. So the reason the builders are being very successful up here is, yes, number one, we're working on helping them get those developments up and going so that people can move in here. When those developments happen and those houses are built and people get into them, they start paying property taxes and that helps us build the tax base. And as I've always said, we want to expand the tax base, not stack it. Because if you don't expand and grow, it's the construction today and the things that are happening today that are helping pay for the things that we're fixing. So it's always that forward construction. It's always that forward market conditions that help you pay for the things that you're trying to get to, right? Whether that's replace old roads, replace water wells, make sure that we're maintaining a solid water supply, make sure that we're taking care of public safety. All of those things, Derek, make a huge difference to people wanting to come up here. And it's because of the desirability of the community that pushes the prices up. Now, unfortunately, this past week, we saw the Fed raise interest rates another three quarters of a percent. Yeah, that's not going to help that industry, the the real estate industry. That's not going to help them or anybody else, because if you kill the housing market, you kill millions of jobs. It makes really borrowing do. a lot more expensive. It really does. And, you know, that's one thing. I mean, we can have a we can have a discussion on that, but, uh, you know, at a, on another show. Well, we have no control over but that. We do not have control over that. But that being said, the reason the homes are selling up here in Rio Rancho for the prices that they're selling um, is because of the desirability of the community. And if you bought your home here, say, even just 10 years ago, which I did, uh, I bought my home in Cabazon just about 10 years ago. And I can tell you the value of that house is up 40% right now from what I paid for it easily, if not more, right? And property values, I don't think in Rio Rancho have ever been higher than they are right now because we are such a desirable community. When a house goes up for sale, it sells pretty quick. Now, when I took office, we had just come out of the recession. That crash in 2008, we yeah. were still recovering from that. Yeah. Right. Remember and all those homes that had been defaulted on? Oh, yeah. We we had foreclosures all over the city. There was They were everywhere. And we worked with the house flippers and we worked with the investors to come in, clean those properties up, get them turned over, get them flipped and get them sold. And what we did was just try to make it as, as easy as we could for them to pull permits and do the things that they needed to bring the houses into compliance and just work with those individuals to get those houses going. What I don't want to see is we run into a place where people can't afford their houses anymore and you see another massive exodus caused by defaults and and i don't want to see that i don't think we're queued up for something like that again not the way it was in 2008 because we don't have the same mortgage industry shenanigans going on that we had back in 2000 people aren't selling loans and right yeah all that kind of stuff but well you're not doing 80 20 mortgages at 120 percent value where people are walking in with no money down and walking out of closing with a fifteen thousand dollar check in their pocket they've got no skin in the game right right and then 20% mortgage was specifically intended to help avoid the PMI, which is the mortgage insurance on the loan, on the main loan. So you had the 
80% loan, the 20% loan. And with a 20% down, you could avoid the mortgage insurance, right? Which was a huge mistake. So it put houses in a negative equity. It caused everybody to go into short sales. It was a mess. So I don't think we're in for that again. But that being said, looking at where we are today, you may see a shift in the market where the prices of houses are coming down a little bit because builders have to sell their houses. And the price, because the the loan interest is higher now, your payment for the the same house now is hundreds of dollars more in some cases. I saw one where they did a compare and it was a thousand dollars more. Yeah. So your, your payment went from like $2,000 a month to $3,000 a month. But you didn't get a raise to cover that Mm -mm. in your job. Where does that money come from? Um, yeah, I, most people I know didn't get a $12,000 a year raise, (laughs) right? So you're no exactly right. So how, how's that going to be compensated for? Well, I'm going to tell you how they're going to compensate it. They're going to have to cut things out of these houses to reduce the price. They're going to have to cut down the square footage. They're going to have to make smaller lot sizes. These are the things that are going to have to happen so that builders can build houses and sell them for a lower price so that the interest rate doesn't just drive people completely out of the market. Maybe not put in granite countertops. Maybe Formica comes, makes a yeah. comeback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Formica and, uh, yeah, Formica and linoleum, yeah, right? Uh, exactly. So, but and who knows? if you want to change it later, you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Funny enough, when I bought my house in Cabazon, it did have linoleum. So we, yeah. we pulled all that out and we put yeah. the tile down. The thing that you look at is I don't think we're in for anything major like we saw in 2008, but you're going to see a market adjustment and market shift. But that doesn't change that Rio Rancho is still a very highly desirable community, top notch school district, top notch public safety. And we are making incredible strides on the infrastructure and we're doing a great job. And I appreciate everybody's support. And I've had the public support. And I've had so many people that reach out to me and tell me that they just appreciate the progress that's going on. And so, and and to those individuals that do that, I'm grateful because we do live in one of the greatest cities in the Southwest. Yeah. Before we run out of time too, I wanted to hit on, and you mentioned it in the state of the city, but uh, new businesses, groundbreakings. And uh, so you had one? Yes. We had a groundbreaking at The Block. Now, that's up at a plaza in Enchanted Hills. It's on the southeast corner of Lincoln and Enchanted Hills Boulevard right there. There's a fence around it. It says the block all over. You can't miss it. It's a container village that's going to have multiple shops in there. It's going to have outdoor dining. It's going to have outdoor entertainment. They're going to have outdoor movies there. I mean, this is going to be a real kind of community center thing. But the nice thing is, is they're building a lot of spaces here, Derek, for small businesses, micro businesses, 150 to 300 square foot facilities that people can afford to actually rent and set up shop in these things and really become kind of a a boutique type situation where you can just go and have a real fun time, real community spirit. And it's close to other shopping. It's, you know, it's right there in the Plaza and Chills parking lot. It's kind of positioned right behind PetSmart and off to the side of Ross. Hmm. So as it goes right up against Enchanted Hills Boulevard. Sounds reminiscent of small towns a hundred years ago that had they would call it Market Street or whatever the main street was. And you had all these little shops once side by side. And you could walk down the street. Yes. And 
go into all these different places. Yeah, it's going to be very reminiscent of that, and I think it's just going to be fantastic. But if you if you've seen these like Green Jeans Market down in Albuquerque, or you've seen Tin Can Alley Market down in Albuquerque, we have Margarita Hill that's coming, and then the block is a little bit different spin on that. But I can tell you right now that we did the groundbreaking, Derek, and I know a lot of people. We originally announced this uh, about a year ago, I think it was on this show that it was called the Boardwalk, mm-hmm. and it was coming forward. So they have changed the name. I've gotten a lot of inquiries from the folks up in Enchanted Hills. Did they cancel it? Is it gone away? Did it not happen? No, you know, it's an investor. They have to put the money in. Remember, the city's not the one spending the money here. It's an investor. And when you look at Plaza Enchanted Hills, we were doing the math on it. In total investment in that whole facility out there, private investors, not the city, have put in almost $55 million building that. Yeah, so it's a fantastic facility. I'm looking forward to it. So keep your eye out as you drive by Enchanted Hill Boulevard or Lincoln because you're going to see the building start to go in. It's my understanding that bulldozers are going to roll out there somewhere around the 14th. So coming, coming soon. We'll look forward to that and patronizing all the fun things. Yes. Yeah, it should be exciting. So just a quick reminder, we've got the Veterans Day Parade coming up here on November 11th. We want you to come out. Please be a part of that. We're going to have the parade line up at 8 a.m. If you haven't signed up yet, please get signed up at Parks and Rec. And Peter says the city is closed that day. City Uh, services. City services, right. Other than public safety. Well, of course. (laughs) City hall, water department. Yeah. We've got that coming up. If you haven't registered, call Parks and Rec 505-891-5015 and uh, talk to them over there and get signed up for the parade. If you're not going to be in the parade, line up on Southern Boulevard and show your support for our veterans. And then after that, we'll go to Veterans Monument Park. We'll have a ceremony there where we'll read the proclamations. And from there, we've got a few other events. We've on that day, we've got a huge ribbon cutting with Deluxe Design. They've been here in the community for years. They moved. They moved. And they're having their grand opening. And by the way, speaking of Deluxe Designs, they donated all of those amazing banners that you just saw unveiled out on 528. Uh, called Hometown Heroes. That's a program that we launched in collaboration with the Chamber, the Rio Rancho Community Foundation, honoring a lot of our veterans. Now, mind you, there's only about 35 of them that went in the, up in this round. There's a total of, I think, 45 total polls that we can put those on. So we will be cycling those through year over year putting up different pictures. So if you're wondering how you get your picture on there or you want to put somebody's picture up there, you need to contact the Rio Rancho Regional Chamber of Commerce and talk to Mr. Jerry Shallow or Jaime Gallardo, and they will tell you how you can get involved in that program. So very exciting stuff. Good. All right. And you will see our roving reporter, Craig, driving his classic Chrysler in the parade. Awesome. With the KDSK signs on it. That's fantastic. So look for that. You got it. Well, and then don't forget, we got Winterfest coming up on December 11th. A lot of time to talk about that, but we did open up registration. That press release went out. So the Winterfest Parade, if you want to get involved in that right now, you can get registered, and that's uh, December 11th. So if you're registering for the Veterans Day Parade, you might as well just go ahead and get registered for the Winterfest Parade. Do them at the same time. Yes, I've got Peter's release right here. Event schedules starts at 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. is the parade lineup. And then 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. is uh, parade float judging. 
So somebody will, they'll be winners. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So it's always a lot of fun. So come on out, have a great time. Food trucks. Food trucks. Photos with Santa Campus Park. Yes. Yeah. Fun stuff. Absolutely. All right, Derek. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everybody go out there making an amazing day and God bless.